Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week 15, so that means if you're still listening to us, uh, you're either a gambler or you're involved in your fantasy football playoffs. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's both, and uh, hopefully all is going well. Wiz, good morning. Uh, we also wake up this morning to uh, the news that uh, Mr. Urban Meyer has been shown the door uh, in what looks to be one of the worst hires in the history of uh, the NFL in terms of uh, head coach jobs. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think it's uh, kind of, you know, one of these things where you have to be honest and probably say you're not really surprised about it. Uh, I'm sure you and I are not. We've been talking about this. And uh, I think the owner had no choice because uh, I'm guessing that there were people ready to start coming out of the woodworks to really um, tack on and, and, and give their story and their experiences with Urban Meyer. And uh, it still may very well happen, but uh, can't have an owner in, in this type of situation with their record, their hopes, and then Trevor Lawrence and everything coming to the season come to this is, is really, really sad. But uh, I just think the owner had had no choice. Yeah, no choice. I think the, the latest gaffe was uh, the Josh Lambeau story uh, talked about being kicked and the way he was spoken to and the fact that, you know, you know, Urban Meyer didn't even refer to players by their names, kicker, punter, snapper. Like, it just, just it, the, the litany of the stuff has kind of gone on and on. His press conferences have been entertaining, his misuse of players, uh, which will be interesting, Wiz, because, you know, James Robinson, a player that we both like, we own this year, last year, um, it, it'll be hopefully a uh, the team kind of responds to this in a positive way. And, you know, for, for owners that have kind of shied away from using a player like James Robinson, Daryl Bevel will take over uh, as offensive – well, he's the offensive coordinator, will take over as interim head coach. So it'll be interesting to see how the team responds. Look, there's not a – a plethora of talent here. You have a young quarterback. You have an offensive line that's not playing particularly well. I don't know if a lot of this also has to do with the team just kind of turned its back on Urban Meyer and, and maybe responds to the change in 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 the coaching change in, in a more positive way. Um, but we'll see. You know, I think it allows James Robinson to maybe be a more prominent part of the of, of the attack. Uh, and maybe guys do play harder now that Urban Meyer has kind of disappeared here. So, you know, that's the risks and challenges that, that people have to decide uh, if they're in the fantasy football playoffs and, and something that they have to wrestle with uh, going forward. Yeah, I think uh, rarely will you see a situation um, where a team has, you know, a record of 2-11 and where they'll be playing as hard as they will this week. I think this will be a nice you know, salt in the wound, if you will, for Urban Meyer. If the Jaguars look like a different team on Sunday, yeah, I know they're playing the Texans, uh, but um, still, uh, I think there's a, you know, uh, probably probably a real burden that's been lifted uh, from a lot of these uh, players on the Jaguars, and uh, we'll see how we'll, we'll certainly see how it plays out from a fantasy football's perspective and from a, a gambling uh, perspective as well as we. Yeah, talk more about the games uh, later in the week. Yeah, it was a great final week of the regular season. Most leagues played their finals, final regular season games. Very entertaining games in the afternoon on Sunday. Two overtime games to kind of finish out the day. The San Francisco and the Tampa Bay Buffalo games. Very exciting stuff.
stuff. Hopefully people got an opportunity to see that. The red zone was literally going back and forth between each game play-by-play. Play. It, was, it was fantastic to watch. I think the bigger thing, Wiz, that's kind of come into, into focus here now is, is, of course, in the professional sports world where testing is done more, more rapidly and, and, and with the Omicron variant being, being a more contagious, though milder form of COVID, it's becoming an issue. And I think managers, team, you know, fantasy managers, certainly have to look very closely about the decisions that they need to make last minute uh, uh, changes in terms of personnel, because people can test positive all the way up to game time. So I think you have to be extremely flexible. I know you and I are in a league where we have Fournette and, and Nick Chubb. Obviously the, the, this Cleveland situation is unbelievable in that so many players are, are sidelined there. We've took some steps there to, to kind of make sure we back up those players. Now, on the Fournette side, obviously, there's an injury there as well. But I think for fantasy managers, they need to kind of really be on top of this sort of thing and be understanding that, you know, the likelihood, that, you know, the fact that this is kind of raced on as quickly as it has. And in most instances, these players are vaccinated and showing very mild symptoms. Uh, nonetheless, it's something that fantasy owners are going to have to contend with here uh, down the stretch yeah I mean look about the, what happened in the Monday night game I mean I don't know how league set themselves up I know in the league that I run uh, that you can make an emergency COVID pickup so not that the you know the backup tight end for the Rams did anything but like there had to be many 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 leagues where Tyler Higby needed either to do something or do nothing for a team to get in or not get in the playoffs uh, and that was brutal if your league wasn't set up to, to do something about that because it's not like it's a Sunday game where you get the information and there's a lot of players to choose from. You know, that information came out Monday afternoon. So your league really should be set up for the kind of world we're living in right now. Yeah, great point. And I think, uh, you know, again, some flexibility, especially, you know, teams have worked really hard to get to this point, make the playoffs, you know, battle through 14 weeks to kind of have it thrown away just because of, uh, of an instance of a surprise COVID, you know, right on game day, uh, I, I think is unnecessary. But uh, nonetheless, that's where we are. That's the landscape. So, uh, you know, moving into the week with, uh, you know, the bye weeks are done now, which is good. But yeah, we're, de- we're dealing with COVID and we're dealing with injuries. Uh, on the quarterback front, I think if teams haven't kind of established, uh, you know, I, I look around, I'm not sure that you're going to want to take, at least talking about waiver wires. You know, for me, I guess the biggest thing is obviously the Lamar Jackson injury. Do you take a chance if you don't have Lamar Jackson going with somebody like Huntley? Or do you even look for someone that maybe is coming off a bye week or a guy that maybe had a pretty good week last week, a guy like Ben Roethlisberger who had a good week last week, Tua coming off a bye. I think you want to stay away from that Carolina situation where they're alternating quarterbacks. It's a complete headache. Davis Mills continues to play well. He put up big numbers against Seattle uh, the other day as well. I, I don't know if that's something that you'd entertain, but I, I think that's the biggest thing if you're a Lamar Jackson owner and he doesn't play this week. Whether you have a capable backup or you need to go to your waiver wire, I think that's the biggest consideration coming into the week. Yeah, I think some guys that you have to look at is Jimmy Garoppolo with a pretty good matchup against the Atlanta Falcons, Tua against the Jets. You know, Justin Fields looked pretty good, I mean, against Green Bay. Um, You know, running and throwing the ball, playing against the Vikings. Um, So it's always tricky if you have to use one of those players, but, uh, you know, Garoppolo <clears throat> with Debo Samuels and Kittles and Ayuk back and 
uh, all of those guys, their offense looks okay. So I guess in, a, in, a, in an emergency situation, uh, Garoppolo would probably be <clears throat> my preferred pick at home against the Falcons this week. Okay, good stuff. Uh, let's move on to running back, where where it's a lot more complicated, uh, given that in Miami, I, I don't know who's playing running back there right now. In Detroit, we saw kind of a surprise guy in in, in Reynolds step up. Uh, Jamar Jefferson was a guy that you know we both both thought was going to be the guy, but he didn't get enough practice reps. Uh, looks like Swift is not going to play again this week. Uh, I'm very concerned as a Antonio Gibson owner. Six fumbles now, and and Jonathan Williams got in there. He started playing late in the game. I don't know if it's the injury again that's kind of reared its head um we saw Corey Corey Clementkin in there although it looks like Pollard's going to be back um so th- there are some interesting situations we mentioned obviously the Fournette injury so if you if you need a backup there a guy like Ronald Jones uh Dearness Johnson just in case Nick Chubb gets raised out and I guess Rashad Penny will be a hot pickup this week uh, after Pete Carroll uh finally allowed him or allowed a, a a running back to kind of take over the situation and Penny was the guy this past week was yeah, I mean, Penny's the clear priority. I mean, you know, if you're in a league where he's available, you have to shove all your move money in on that player um, in a Week 15 playoff game. That's for certain. All of those other situations, I mean, I just saw this morning that they announced that Austin Eckler was going to play, so it kind of clears up the the uh, situation with the Chargers. Uh, I didn't like that Kareem Hunt injury. We happened to be watching football together last week when that injury occurred. I, I can't imagine he's going to be playing in the next week or two. So, Dernis Johnson should be a priority pickup if you, especially if you have Nick Chubb. That's something I know that we did in the league that we're partners in. The Miami situation is a mess. The Eagles situation is a mess, and the Lions situation is is really a mess as well. The only thing maybe we've gotten is information that Swift is not going to play, but like Jamal Williams uh, was COVID. We don't, you know, nothing about that player. So it's ugly. Shove all your chips on Rashard Penny if he's available. He's the safest play, the best play, and. Um, you know, that's really uh, – I have nothing else clever to say at the, at the running back free agent position this week. Uh, let me ask you a question, Was If you're in a situation where, let's say, you're a Gaskin owner and maybe you've got other injuries or what have you, and you're looking at the Miami situation, so Duke Johnson, a guy that's had some success in this league, Malcolm Brown sounds like he might be edging towards coming back to play. If you saw those two guys as kind of being active and the rest of them not being active, would you lean in a particular direction in, in Miami if that's where you had to go yeah Malcolm Brown but I, we've seen over and over and over again where guys miss a substantial amount of time and then they come back and uh, you know they're, they're going to get the start and they very very rarely do much uh, Jeff Wilson is an example that comes to mind where there was so much hype about him and and um, Elijah Mitchell was out and he had a good matchup and they announced that he was going to be the clear guy, and he got a lot of carries, just didn't too, didn't do too much. So I'm always dubious of when these guys miss an extended amount of time and come back. So I think if you own Miles Gaskin and he is going to start, I'm okay with him. After that, it's you're in, you're in desperation mode, and if it's a choice between Duke Johnson and um, Malcolm Brown, I would side with Malcolm Brown, but. Certainly, I would proceed with caution. Yep. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, what's your thoughts at wide receiver? Was uh, if you're uh, in, in a pinch, if you have injuries, or 
or maybe there's some opportunity out there for players based on based on what's going on. I think the biggest thing would be uh, the injury to DeAndre Hopkins, where he will not be playing uh, at least for the next six weeks. Um, so, you know, kind of how are you gonna how are you gonna take on the wide receiver position if you're looking for some help? Yeah, I think the wide receiver position offers more options and more options with players that actually could produce. I'm going to assume a player like Russell Gage is already a rostered. I'm going to assume KJ Osborne, uh, especially with people that own Adam Thielen or own Adam Thielen or uh, need a wide receiver and figure to get a number two wide receiver on the team. You know, KJ Osborne is probably already rostered. Amon Ron St. Brown, uh, same thing. And I think a player that I've picked up and you've talked about interest as well is Gabriel Davis with Emmanuel Sanders in a missed time has played well, is playing well. Josh Allen is showing confidence in him. So uh, my two favorite players at wide receiver for this week that probably could be still not rostered are Gabriel Davis and maybe Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, but Donovan Peoples-Jones is probably uh, more likely to be rostered. So out of everyone that's not rostered, Gabriel Davis is certainly um, an interesting um pick up this week. Yeah, I would agree to everything you had to say. The, the names that you mentioned earlier, most likely those players are rostered. You know, they're becoming a bigger part of the offense, and particularly a guy like St. Brown, who, who's had a plethora of targets the last few weeks. Uh, a player that both of us thought would be interesting this year in that offense with Jared Goff, and it's kind of coming to fruition at this point in time. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. A couple other guys I would mention, Wiz, with some potential um, aside from, I don't know, Bateman's kind of moved around on rosters in leagues that I'm in. So if he's out there, Sammy Watkins got hurt in that game. I think Rondell Moore has found his way to some waiver wires. And that's a player that, you know, again, depends on the depth of your league. But I'm intrigued there. Uh, I would say the same thing for AJ, AJ, AJ Green. But I think, I think AJ Green is probably rostered in most leagues. And the last guy I'm going to mention is a guy I just picked up in a, in a couple of leagues this past week. And now that Randall Cobb's kind of out of the way, and I'm, I'm not a big Valdez-Scantling guy, but uh, Lazard had a big game uh, this past week uh, for the Green Bay Packers. And, and, and a player in the past that's had some big games down the stretch uh, with, with Aaron Rodgers. Um, so maybe also a player that you might want to give a look at, you know, someone who hasn't made a lot of noise this year, uh, but actually had a big game the other day against the Bears. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, talk anybody out of telling me that, you know, they needed a wide receiver and trying to pick up Alan Lazard any time that you're in a situation where you get a pass catcher with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. Um, you know, I would never talk anybody off that. I think he's, as, you know, out of, out of those guys that are probably available, he's right at the very top of the list. All right, Wiz, and uh, tight end, uh, again, you know, we're dealing with some situations, players like Hawkinson, who, who again, looks like he's probably not going to play. I'm not sure who's playing tight end for Cleveland. Last week I went out and picked up uh, Austin Hooper in a couple of leagues. Proved to be a good move, but, you know, that that's a situation now that I'm, I, I don't know, maybe it's going to be Harrison Bryant. 
coming back in this particular game. And by the way, for the Cleveland Browns, they're so reliant on playing two tight ends. So it's not like you just can throw anybody out there. You have to be guys that are adept at blocking because they're a big part of that running game. So something to watch out for. I mean, the two names at the top of my list, Wiz, quite frankly, a tight end if you need some help this week. Um, aside from, like I said, trying to clarify that, that Cleveland situation, let's look at Brevin Howard, who you talked about, uh, Brevin Jordan, excuse me, who you talked about before uh, for the Houston Texans. He's looked like he's becoming the number one guy for Houston and Davis Mills proving capable at the moment. And then the other guy um, who just every game seems to be doing something when he's in there is Albert O uh, from the Denver Broncos. If you're looking for help, those are, those are two names that I would kind of throw out there. I don't know if you see it any differently than I do, but that's, it looks like a pretty scant group of guys uh, for some help and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not a, it's not it's not an easy situation at the tight end position this year. Right. Um, so what made Hooper such a great pickup last week is Harrison Bryant out, Njoku out, and he literally got one hundred percent of the snap count last week. Now it's like musical chairs. Austin Hooper, I believe, is going to miss the game, and I, I think Harrison Bryant and or Njoku are going to play this week. It's tricky. They split the they split you know the the snaps or Brevin Jordan. I like as well. I just don't like the fact that um, Jordan Akins um, got as many snaps as he did. Um, James O'Shaughnessy is a guy that I think can can get the majority of the snap counts, but I don't know how comfortable you you feel. If you're in a, a pickle like I am, who I have TJ Hawkinson in a few leagues, one, one, of, one of the leagues I have, a, lucky I have a bye week, but in another league I don't have a bye week and I have TJ Hawkinson, this is some, um, you know, treacherous ground that you're trying to uh, cover here. So uh, it, it's difficult. I'm going to be looking for those guys and uh, one of those guys and, and try and figure it out. But, you, you know, all, all of the players you mentioned will be, um, you know, players that I'll be considering uh, to pick up this week. All right, fantastic. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to Thursday night football. Actually, I, I will mention one one other thing in terms of pickups. I, I don't know that they're available still in this league. It's probably the hottest defense out there right now. Uh, you mentioned this when we were sitting down. They probably won a lot of football games for people last week. I am actually in a few leagues where the Chiefs defense is available, and I'm thinking this week that people kind of shy away from it as we lead into tonight's game where the Chiefs are playing – against the Chargers, kind of two high-powered offenses. Maybe they remain on waiver wires, but I, I'm surprised in a few leagues that they're still there. It, it is, to me, one of the hottest defenses in the NFL. They're playing well. We've seen these kind of streaks with Steve Spagnuolo's defense, but I, I'd be looking. I, I love the fact that they're playing Pittsburgh next week. Um, and uh, I, I, at home, I think they'll get Chris Jones back. He'll be off the COVID list by then. Uh, I'm very enticed by you know a matchup that could be played in cold weather, uh, but if the Chiefs' defense is kind of hanging around out there, that's one name that I'm going to mention. I, I've been surprised that they're on a few free agent lists that I'm looking at. Yeah, they're a good preemptive pickup, and have you been – lucky enough to pick them up over these last, I don't know, five, six, seven weeks. They have just put up, um, you know, enormous fantasy football points uh, for you in, in, in these weeks. And the, the, the line, the box score against the Raiders was just absolutely ridiculous with sacks and fumbles and interceptions and returns for touchdowns. It was a, a big, big number. And uh, if you had the Chiefs and or Titans, last week you're probably playing in week 15 if you needed to win last week 
Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so again, just a situation. I think, you know, we, we've been pretty active preemptively picking up defenses in the league that we're partners in. Uh, I think it's played out well. We kind of have our, hopefully we're able to move through the playoffs. We have our schedule kind of planned out. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's the situation there. So let's move to this Thursday night game, Wiz. Um, uh, the Thursday night game, uh, one of the better matchups that we've seen all year on Thursday night. I normally don't look forward to Thursday night football, but I am looking forward to tonight's matchup where the L.A. Chargers are playing at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so let's uh, let, let's look at the game. Let's let, let's start from let's start from the DraftKings perspective. Was uh, you know, look, we know the obvious is here. Uh, I think if you're going to kind of get lucky in this particular kind of format, you kind of have to dig deep. Um, Josh Gordon's not going to be around, so maybe looking deeper into that Kansas City Chief group outside of the top receivers like a Pringle uh, or a Demarcus Robinson, for example, uh, maybe a Darrell Williams who's priced pretty cheaply at forty eight hundred. Um, I, you mentioned Eckler being hurt. Is this the type of situation where you take a chance coming back from a Thursday game where normally he does play pretty well against Kansas City, but at $3,000, do you take a chance on Justin Jackson becoming a bigger part of this? How are you taking care of the DraftKings side of this, and what is your thinking going into this ball game tonight? Yeah, so I'm making a stand on one player where I'm putting him as my captain in every single lineup, and then I'm mixing and matching and sprinkling. And as you mentioned, which is the way, which is the way to have the optimal lineup is to, you know, zig when everyone else is zagging. Uh, so I'm making Clyde Edwards-Hilaire my captain in every one of my lineups on DraftKings, and then I'm sprinkling it, sprinkling, sprinkling in players that probably don't even know if they're going to be active themselves tonight. Um, just some, you know, off the radar guys, uh, the, the Marcus Robinsons, the Pringles, uh, the McCall Hardmans, guys that are, you know, a lot of times have been quiet, along with obviously um, some of the, you know, regular guys that you have to put in as a kind of a sure thing. Also Harrison Butker's the chief defense, the Chargers defense, just doing things uh, a little differently, but I am absolutely making Clyde Edwards away my captain every lineup this week. Uh, have him as the captain. It's 10,500. And then, and then I'm working around that and going from there. All right. I, lo- I love hearing that because I only have one prop bet. So that's my one prop bet of the day. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a second, but uh, I-, I love hearing your confidence in the player, uh, in the matchup. Uh, excited for the game tonight, Wiz. So, so let's look at this game, Wiz, right now. I still think it's leaning uh, minus three for Kansas City. It's bumped up a half a point on the over-under, 52.5. Earlier this season, these two teams squared off. It was a 30-24 ball game. Both quarterbacks had good games in terms of touchdowns, not necessarily big games in terms of yardage for, for them, where both of them kind of around 270 yards in this ball game uh, that they played earlier in the season. So, First off, are, are you looking at anything particular for the Thursday night game, or are you going to sit back and just enjoy uh, the display of uh, talented players that will be uh, on the television tonight? Well, I'm certainly going to enjoy the talented players. I have players. I'm going against players in this game tonight, just as I'm sure every single person who's in the fantasy football playoffs is going to do tonight. That said, I've been pretty selective with the Thursday night games. You've been a little bit more active than I have with Thursday night picks. You've been very successful on Thursday night, but tonight's a little bit different. I'm going to pick something as far as the game is concerned, and I have a two-unit play as far as my prop plays are as well. So as far as the game goes tonight, 
Uh, I know the Chargers won in Kansas City earlier this year. Kansas City's a different team. I realize Jones is not playing, but uh, Slater is also out for the Chargers. I'm not saying that's a wash, but it's kind of getting, you know, a little bit close to a wash, considering that I think that the Chiefs' supporting cast is better than the Chargers' supporting cast. So I am taking the Chiefs. I am laying three points on the road, and the main reason for it is, uh, aside from what I'm, the points that I mentioned that the Chiefs are a different team than when they lost to the Chargers earlier this year, I have a stat for you. Patrick Mahomes, undefeated when the Chiefs play on the road against his division rivals, 11-0. and I'm not trying to buck that trend. I'm going to tack on to that one. Kansas City Chiefs laying three. All right. Well, I, I do like it. I, I was entertaining, maybe taking the over. I'm, I'm one of the biggest naysayers out there when it comes to Thursday night football. Uh, I think this game will entertain us uh, in, in a lot of ways from the offensive perspective. But but I'm shying away, so I am not doing anything on the game. Uh, I, I hope you do well on this one. I, I like the rationale. I think the Chiefs are a different team over the last few weeks, uh, particularly defensively. But they, they start to show some chops on offense as well. Uh, and, uh, and, and I'm in agreement with you there. So... You mentioned prop bets, uh, so I only have one, and mine's a two-unit play. Um, I, how many prop bets do you have this week, Wiz? I have one. It's a two-unit play. So I wonder if it's the same one. I'm going to defer to you to go first. Uh, I know what mine is. Uh, I mentioned Clyde Edwards-Alaire, so I'll kind of a spoiler alert. So I kind of gave it away. I'm thinking you're get, heading in that direction. I don't know, uh, but I'm going to allow you to make your call first. Yeah, we don't talk about these things. We, we never talk about these things before we just start doing the podcast ever. We've never, ever discussed a, a, a prop play, but we'll see if it's the same one. Um, Andy Reid did something very, very clever last week. As soon as the Chiefs got that game in hand, you didn't even see Clyde Edwards-Alaire much in the second half. It was kind of all Darrell Williams and even more so of Gore in that game where the snap count was like kind of like 30% for each of those players. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is coming this game fresh. He had 17 carries for 100 yards. The Chargers are just so susceptible to running backs and not only running the ball, but throwing as well. I look at what, you know, the Giants last week, who don't even have receivers that the Chargers needed to worry about threatening them down the field, gave up 120 yards rushing to the Giants last week. Booker and Barkley, seven combined receptions. I am absolutely loving Clyde Edwards-Alaire, over 74.5 combined rushing, receiving, two-unit play. Take this one to the bank. <laughs> well, it's the same one, Wiz. Uh, exactly the same one. Uh, again, we do not speak about this stuff beforehand at all. I actually didn't think about, uh, t- and being totally fair here, because, uh, yeah, we were watching the game, and Gore played, I guess, most of the most of the fourth quarter, right? And, you know, Andy Reid is a lot smarter than most football coaches out there. They have a Thursday night game. We've, we've talked about this in the op- opposite direction before. If you remember in a few of the Thursday night games, uh, we thought Pollard was going to be the fresher guy, you know, with Ezekiel Elliott coming off a short break and banged up. But the fact that you mentioned this has got me even more confident. Again, it's a two-unit play for me as well. Uh, it's the same exact bet. Uh, so we hope that we get many pieces people to join forces with us. But, yeah, both of us, like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, over 74 and a half yards. Both of us are two-unit plays uh, for total yards for this coming game. 
yeah, I mean, I just feel extremely confident. And, uh, yeah, I looked at the snap count for what the Chiefs did. And uh, I know Edwards layered a couple of touchdowns, but he barely played in the second half. Matter of fact, I think all three running backs, Williams, Allaire, and Gore, played the ex- just around the exact same amount of snaps. So Edwards, Allaire is coming into his game off just a few days rest, completely fresh, ready to go. Um He's gotten them, you know, early in the year, 17 for 100. And uh, like I said, the Chargers are not only susceptible to running backs running against them, giving up passes. And uh, with the fact that you have to really worry about Kelsey and Tyree Kill, there's going to be a lot of room to operate for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. This one is really a lead pipe cinch. All right, Wiz. I love hearing the confidence. And again, I think your reasoning is strong. I didn't think about the the latter point about the you know the rest that he received in the second half. And uh, you know, obviously, Andy Reid full well knows what he needs to do to beat the Chargers this coming game. So fantastic. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for our start of our Week 15 coverage. Uh, we'll be back with the rest of the action. Uh, and remember, everybody, there's two Saturday games this week starting at 4:30. So keep that in mind uh, for pickups in your league as well. But that's the Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on SoundCloud. Good luck in the game. Uh, Good luck in your playoffs this week. And, uh, Wiz, we will chat later in the week uh, about everything that's going on in football. You got it. Thanks a lot.